1: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We drove up to Armadale yesterday uh, for the bloke live show that is going on tonight at the Grand Hotel in Armadale. So if you are nearby, please come and say hello. Uh, we're very, very excited for the show. It's going to be unreal. It's actually uh, the opening of the pub up there, so it's going to be sensational. I cannot wait for it. Cannot wait to meet all you guys that are coming along. Uh, we've got a couple of beers and break-evens hats that will be going to the first uh, supercoach dribblers that find their way to to myself or Timmy. Uh, so yeah, really, really looking forward to the evening. It's going to be great. But it did take me a little bit longer uh, to get to Armadale than what I anticipated. So I actually got here right on kickoff. Might have stopped off at Cessnot KFC and done some damage there on the way up and, and, and a little overindulged myself maybe a little bit. Uh, but we got here just on time for kickoff. Missed the first few minutes. Went back and had a look at them. Uh, look, that Melbourne game last night, melbourne Parramatta. Such a typical round one game, wasn't it? Uh, We said on the preview that we thought, you know, this game would be very, very tight. There wouldn't be too many points scored. Uh, 16-12 and it went to golden point. Uh, We got exactly what we were expecting at halftime. It was just 6-0 to Parramatta. Uh, I actually completely forgot, but I did an Instagram live about two weeks ago, and someone asked me uh, who's going to score the very first try of the season, and I said Will Pensini that night. I didn't even tip him yesterday in my preview. I completely forgot about it, but I got about 15 messages from people who uh, who got on him as first try scorer. So I think he came in at 17s. Uh, congr- congratulations to those people. There's nothing I love more than seeing people other than me winning money off my tips. So good on yous. Fuck years. Would have been nice if one of you reminded me that I had said that before the game. But anyway, Will Pensini, he crossed over. Uh, Gutho put him over for a nice little try in the 29th minute. Uh, the first half was brutal. Uh, I thought Matty Dory, he was really, really good in the first half. He sort of faded a little bit later, which has always sort of been my worry with Matt Dory, but there's no doubt whatsoever he showed a lot of ability in the first half. Uh, we came out in the second half, Nick Meaney. He struck back pretty quickly, uh, followed up by Junior Bolo. Fuck, he's a big wrecking ball, isn't he, Junior? he is just a handful uh, and then of course the Melbourne Storm through young Tottenham Paya. Uh, Cam Munster put on an absolute show off the scrum I love when you see the Melbourne Storm line up with Nelson Osoffa Solomona standing out there normally it's Pappy taking advantage of that this time it was Cam Munster turned him under floated the ball in the air re-grabbed it and just left them for dead I think it was Will Pennsini that got caught out on that play gave it to young Tonomapaya, uh, and he scored the try there uh, Cam Munster special. He obviously went off uh, I think with a compound fracture at one point uh, to the Malmeninga and then he came back on. So incredible stuff from Cam Munster. Uh, He did obviously, when Junior Polo scored his try, uh, it was a really poor defensive read from Cam Munster. It was very disappointing but he bounced back, as great players do, and put young Paya over, who I also thought was very good young Tanamapaya. He's obviously bounced around for quite some time uh, but I thought he had a really good game. I'm just having a look at his stats to see if they reflect. Reflect that yeah, 134 meters. A try. He had two line breaks, 37 post contacts, six tackle breaks. He was really, really good, young young Tono I was very, very impressed with him. A couple of missed tackles, uh, but outside of that, I thought he was really, really good. And then of course we went to Golden Point. We had a couple of very dodgy field goal attempts, went to golden point, and it was all set up for the Melbourne Storm to take the one-pointer and the best hooker in rugby league, our boy Harry Grant. Real eyes-up stuff there. Saw uh, our boy Jermaine Hopgood, who we'll touch on in a minute, a little bit late getting to second marker, saw the eyes of Regan Cameron Gillard. It was all on the field goal kicker, took took them on down, oh, I guess you could call it a short side if you want, down the, uh, down the blind side compared to where the field goal kicker was and scored under the sticks. absolutely love everything about Harry Grant. Uh, I've been talking about him for... You know, two or three years before he came into first grade, as you long-time guru listeners would know and guru followers would know. Uh, absolutely love Harry Grant. I think he's going to dominate this game for a long time. Obviously, scored the match-winning try, which is all good and well. But before that, he had two tackle breaks. Uh, I think he made 60 tackles. Yeah, 59 tackles. Very, very impressive there at an 89% click. So, Harry Grant, he had a wow of a game, as Harry Grant tends to do. Uh, forced to drop out at one point. that was an absolute cracker as well. A Fantastic game from Harry Grant. Jerome Hughes, reasonably quiet tonight, but it really was the night of Harry Grant and Cam Munster. I thought Nick Meany did some good things. There was uh, there was at one point, I know it was a bit of an awkward one, but fuck he put um, our boy Tyron Wishart into a very, very tough spot. I think that whenever a bomb goes up, uh, if you're the player that is facing the ball, you've got to do everything in your power to get to it. Uh, to put that pressure on Tyron Wishart, I thought that was a shit play, but outside of that Nick Meany was good. Will Warbrick made his debut, which is good to see. He handed himself pretty well. 130 run metres off. 17 runs uh, didn't probably get as many opportunities as what I think he will throughout the season. Uh, but I think Will Warbury, he can hold his head high uh, with a debut like that. Nelson osofa Salomona, as always, very strong, 115 metres. Christian Welsh, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, 134 metres in his first game back in a long time. But what really stood out for me and what we wanted to see from the great Christian Welsh was his offloads, and he came up with three of them in this game. So that's what you want to see from a super coach perspective. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, the two edge back rowers. You obviously had Trent Leroux and Eli Katoa. Both did well. Both played big minutes there. 84 minutes for each of them. Both ran for about 115 metres. Pretty similar stats, to be fair. Um, Yeah, very similar stats. Eli Katoa made 42 tackles. Trent Leroux made 38. So both looking like really good super coach options. But... My worry is still uh, that next week or the week after Tarek Sims, Eisenhut, these guys come back in, I think one of them is going to lose out. So I do just think it is a little bit of a punt. Shout out to Josh King. Uh, Harry Grant, he was the best player on the field. Josh King, I reckon he was the second best for the Melbourne Storm. uh, Played 81 minutes. Very, very impressive. 130 metres. He had a try assist. He had a line break assist. He was fantastic. Josh King, along with 50 Five fucking tackles. What a performance he has got. I said it on Instagram last night and Twitter. He has got Craig Bellamy ridden all over him. Good performance by the Melbourne Storm. I don't think it was anywhere near their best. But this is what good sides do. They cannot play their best and still find a way to win. Uh, that was a game that Parramatta should have been dominating in the first 20 minutes or so. Uh, and the Melbourne Storm, they hung in, they hung in, they hung in, and they just found a way to win, which was great to see. So congratulations to Bellamy and his boys from Melbourne uh, continuing their round one streak. And if you listen to Bloke in a Bar this week, yeah, this game, the entire panel picked the Parramatta Eels, except for one person. That was moi. Uh, so we'll be hearing about that on Monday. Fucking plenty. The other thing we'll be hearing a stack about on Monday is my boy Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, he was our guy that we tipped in August last year to be an absolute super coach gun this year to be the breakout player, to be the best buy of the season. And wow, what a club debut! He did not score a try. He did not have a try assist. And he just came up with 99 pre-updates in Supercoach. That will go up to, I reckon, 106, 107. That was one of the coach perform, one of the best Supercoach performances of all time. He had 21 runs for 172 meters. Keep in mind, he played the entire 84 fucking minutes. 172 meters off 21 runs. He had one tackle break, which is pretty low for him. To be fair, he had five offloads five offloads, incredible, and he made 57 tackles. Granted, he missed seven, but he made 57 of them. So what a performance by Jermaine Hopgood. He was absolutely everywhere. Unfortunately, on the last play, uh, it is where Harry Grant scored, but I'm not really going to put that on him, to be honest with you. The A -A defender was a little bit lazy on that one and should have done a better job. Uh, But credit to Jermaine Hopgood, an incredible performance. Uh, He has... (laughs) It's crazy to think how much I wrapped him for the last three, five, six months, however long it's fucking been, uh, and I still managed to underwrap him, which is unbelievable. I think he's in for a huge year. Do I think he's going to play 80? Do I think he'll play 84 minutes every week? Definitely not. Do I think he'll play 80? No, I don't. I don't think what he did last night was sustainable. Uh, I think that when Madison and these guys come back in, I do think he will play less minutes. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think playing 80 minutes the way that he is is sustainable. But, fuck it is fantastic for Supercoach. So, hopefully, the next two weeks, he can jag an attacking stat somewhere. I'm going to back him in to score a try over the next few weeks. you will get about 8.50 or so. I think Joshy Hodgson, he can put him over for a try, like Sonny Luke did on many occasions last year in New South Wales Cup. Josh Hodgson. I didn't think there was a world where he would play 80 minutes. Mitch Ryan was cut from the squad. I thought, oh, God, okay, Jacob Arthur's going to play a little bit of hooker. Uh, Josh Hodgson played the entire 84 minutes, and there was a period of about 15 minutes between, like, the 50th and 60th minute around that mark where I thought, oh, my God, Josh Hodgson looks like his ass is about to fall out. He looks exhausted, and then he just went bang. He got, he got a second wind, and he absolutely flew egg all over my face. I thought Josh Hodgson was really, really good in this game. Uh, there was once or twice where I thought he made the wrong decision which way to go other than that I really did think he was tremendous. Uh, Put Junior Bolo in for a fantastic try. He let Cam Munster charge up through the line, showed a lot of experience in that play. Uh, 42 tackles with only three missed. You love to see that. I thought he was very, very good, Josh Hodgson. He really did impress me. I'm going to have to backtrack on some of my preseason thoughts on Josh Hodgson after that. I still don't think, similar to uh, Jermaine Hopgood, I still don't think it's sustainable for him to play 80 minutes every single game, every single week, Uh, but he's shown that he Can do it in the big games. And they have got a couple of very big games coming over the next few weeks. Uh, Who else impressed me? I thought Will Pensini, apart from that really poor defensive read on Cam Munster for their try, thought he was very good. 119 run metres, three tackle breaks. Obviously scored a meaty, two offloads. He was very good. Um, Who else impressed me? Mitch Mose and Brown. Pretty quiet for both of them, to be fair. Uh, probably till the quieter games we've seen from those guys, unfortunately. So I was hoping for the start of the season to see a little bit more out of those guys. It uh, wasn't terrible performances, but I was definitely expecting more out of them uh, in a game like this, if I'm honest with you. Um, who else? Uh, obviously, Regan cap would get on Junior Bolo when they were their first stints, I thought they were fantastic both ran for 190 metres off 20 runs, which is sensational obviously Junior scored a try, a couple of offloads, uh, heaps of tackle breaks from Junior, uh, it was good to see but you could definitely see when those guys came off that there was a little bit of a drop off which was a little bit of a worry uh, but I think Matto will sort out a lot of that um, Bryce Cartwright shout out to him, spoke about him this week, got a lot of pushback from it saying how there's no way he plays 80 minutes overrated, his shit, he's a show Pony. Uh, Here's Bryce Cartwright stats. 84 minutes. He had 20 runs for 153 metres with 50 post-contact metres. He had three tackle breaks. He had two offloads and he made 28 tackles with one missed tackle. Uh, the thing that I love there is the one missed tackle. Yeah. I, I tipped the guys that were going up against him to maybe find a way to score tries through him. He missed one tackle all night against the Melbourne storm. He made 28. He ran for 140, 150 metres, whatever it was. Uh, fucking shout out to Bryce Cartwright. Credit to him. Uh, I just want to see Bryce be successful. Uh, um, errors? Did he have any errors tonight? Um, one error. Sweet. Uh, Bryce Cartwright, shout out to him. I thought it was fantastic. I've got to uh, put a bit of egg on my face. I obviously pumped Bryce's tyres up. Uh, I was driving up here to Armadale, and I pulled the car over and I thought, okay, what am I going to do here? Am I going to go for Bryce Cartwright or am I going to go elsewhere? And when I looked at the Parramatta Eel bench, there was four forwards there and no Jacob Arthur, no Mitch Rain. I actually put him out of my side. So uh, I'm not overly happy uh, because he did so well and I backed him in during in the week and everything, so I can't wait to hear Timmy Williams bag me about that one on Wednesday, sorry, for beers and break-evens. But yeah, look, Parramatta, uh, I thought it was pretty evident that their bench really struggled. I think losing Madison for the first three weeks is going to really hurt them. Uh, They've got a really tough draw over the next few weeks, so losing that one that went to Golden Point, that's going to take a lot out of them as well. It's going to be very hard uh, to get back up from that game, in my opinion. Uh, They play the Sharkies next week, so life's not going to be easy there. Probably see Nico Hines return there if what they're saying is true. But even even if he's not there without Ryan Madison, I'm really worried about how the Parramatta Eels middle forwards uh, from minute 30 to 55 are going to hold up against this Sharkies pack, to be honest with you. The week after that, they go to Brookvale uh, to play Manly. So another tough gig. And then they've got Penrith into the Roosters. Ugh, fucking hell. They... I hate to say it, but I really hope I'm not right, but if Parramatta is, you know, 0-5 after five weeks, I'm sorry, would it surprise anyone? It's a brutally tough draw. You're missing a lot of players. Sean Lane, Ryan Madison's not there. You obviously got Isaiah Papali and all that. Uh, in saying that, they just took Melbourne all the way to Golden Point, but I didn't think Melbourne was fantastic, to be honest with you. I think that a Penrith or a Rooster side would have run through that storm side last night. So interesting few weeks coming up for the Parramatta Eels. There are a club that has grown so much over the last few years that I'm I'm not going to rule them out out of winning these games. I just think it is going to be very, very tough to take on. You know, essentially, you know, I, I think if you said to people who's going to be in the top four this year, I think most people would say Cronulla, Penrith, Roosters. And I think if you said to people who's the team most likely to win the comp from the bottom eight, people would probably say the Manly Seagulls. Uh, the other, and this is the most brutal thing about all this, Round three, right? Oh, fuck, this is so tough for Parramatta. Round three, uh, they play the Manly Seagulls. Now, in round two, Manly have a bye, so they have two weeks to prepare for that game. Uh, In round three, Penrith have the bye, uh, and in round four, they play the Parramatta Eels. So both teams that they're going up against... Oh, my God. And the Roosters too. Holy shit. So the, those three teams that they come up against, uh, Manly, Penrith, Roosters, all three of them are coming off buys against the Parramatta Eels. So they all get two weeks to prepare for the Parramatta Eels. So that is a brutal little stat there that could really really hurt Parramatta over the next few weeks but a fantastic game to kick off the season as I said in the preview uh, I'm not going to read too much into either of these sides, still a lot of players to come back, still a lot of combinations to work out for both these teams, so I'm not reading too much into it, Uh, but the Melbourne Storm didn't play their best and got away with a W at Combank Stadium, Uh, that is huge, it might have been the best possible time to play the Parramatta Eels, who I think tonight showed that uh, despite not winning the game, that they definitely will be in the top 8 this year in my opinion there's a lot more improvement to come in that side defensively they were pretty strong so despite a, a disappointing loss to Parramatta fans are uh, still plenty of positives to take from that game